first supercars race of the 2023 season takes place tonight from the streets of Newcastle. And from 5.30pm tomorrow, you can hear live coverage of supercars with Aaron Noonan and James Moffat. And joining us now to chat all things supercars is our very own SCN commentator, Aaron Noonan. Aaron, how are you today? Great, gents. Good to chat to you. It's, a, it's like the start of school all over again with a new supercar season, new looks, new cars, new venue to start off the year. It's, uh, it's exciting times. And, of course, uh, new coverage with, with you guys in SENZ. It's going to be great. Yeah, well, Aaron, I used to actually not look forward to school, but it sounds like you really are looking <laughs> forward to school here. Um, it sounds like it's really exciting. Um, yeah, what's what's so exciting about it? I, now, I must admit, before you, you go on about how exciting the season is, uh, just a little bit of a disclaimer. I know nothing about supercars, but I did read up a little bit on it before you came on the show, so I've done my homework, um, and I have got a few questions to ask. But um, before I ask you questions, what's so exciting about this season, and why should I get up for it? Well, there's a perfectly good reason why I should get up for this, because... This year in supercars, it's all new. All the cars are completely new. They've changed everything from what you knew about supercars last year. So gone are the Holden Commodores. Of course, unfortunately, the the brand is gone, but the GM uh, fans have got a Chevrolet Camaro to cheer for now to take on the Ford Mustang. So it's a classic muscle car fight. Uh, They're all new cars. The teams have built brand new cars in the off-season. They're brand new engines. Everything's different. So we're probably expecting things to be really mixed up. So last year, we kind of went to every race and thought, you know what, Shane Van Giesbergen's probably going to win here. And more often than not, we were right. But this year, we just don't know what we're going to get. And that's the great part of a new season and a new era, because this is a a bit of a reinvention of supercars racing. And we've never opened the season here in the Newcastle street circuit before. We're in New South Wales in the Hunter region, uh, about two hours away from Sydney. And over the years, we've started in Adelaide so often. And this round was the last round some years ago, but it's been three years since we've raced here because of COVID. So everyone in this area is really enthused. The industry's been working very hard to put together this all-new cars, 25 brand-new cars for this weekend, uh, a couple of swaps between teams with some of the drivers. We just don't know what we're going to get, and I think that's probably the most exciting part of a, a new season and a, a new era, which starts this weekend. So, so something that I read about these cars, and you're discussing these, they're all, all new cars. I mean, I look at them and I'm like four tires and, you know, they're all sort of working. But um, they're, they're cheaper to, to make and rebuild, which makes it easier for manufacturers to join the series, I guess. Um, but the jury's still out on that side of things. But also, the fascinating one I read was 67% less downforce, uh, which meant that obviously not as much turbulence behind the car meaning it should be easier to pass um, and make racing a lot closer that's the plan exactly right less downforce means the cars can't go fast around corners quite to the same speeds that they were previously but it means they can follow the other car in front closer and if you're closer to the car in front you can make a move and try to get a pass done whereas the previous cars uh, they were very difficult for the drivers to follow another car because of all the air that's coming off the back wing of the, the preceding yeah. car, that it just made it very hard to get close enough to put a move on. So, yeah, with these cars, less downforce, they're, they're a bit skatier, they're a bit more slippery, they're, they're sliding around a lot more, and the drivers have got to really manage them a lot more, and they've really got to muscle them around the corners. And here in Newcastle, it's a street track, so there's, it's, a perma, uh, it's non-permanent. It's, it's regular streets that are used week in, week out, so there's 
you know, there's bumps and there's all sorts of camber changes and the road changes. And it's not built to be a racetrack generally when these roads were made. Uh, it's there for street cars. So uh, these guys are going to earn their money and it's warm. It's going to be 33 degrees here today for the race. And tomorrow it's going to be 31 with, um, with some rain potentially turning up. So they're going to earn their money this weekend, that's for sure. Yeah, so rain, obviously, um, you know, that must be tough conditions. But does the heat really make a difference? Is that like more a change of tyres? Well, the heat's an issue not just for the, the cars, but it's actually really for the drivers. Because yesterday at the end of three practice sessions, there was a press conference at the end of the day. And, and Shane Van Gisbergen made the comment in the, 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 the conference that he, it was the hottest he's been in a race car in as long as he can remember because mm. for the new cars, they've taken away... Um, the initial plan was to take away some of the heat shielding um, in them, but they've put that back in. Of course, the exhaust is very hot. His feet, he's a tall guy. He's, what, six foot four or so. His feet are right up against if he stretches off the pedals. He can touch his toes on the firewall. So that's where the, the heat's coming back from the engine. So supercars have already make, made the call to put that um, heat shielding in the cars. Everyone can do that. So it's a case of you know looking after these guys too because they're going out there in fifty odd degree temperatures on occasion in these cars and going and uh, like going and you know driving a two hundred and fifty kilometer race it's an hour and a half or so race uh, their heart rates up it's really hot they're, they're conditions that other athletes don't have to to put up with for such a level of time so the heat is a factor for the drivers uh, the cars have never raced before so they've done a fair bit of testing uh, but racing is a whole different thing so. We're going into the unknown today, and that's the great part about it. We'll, we'll get a bit more of a read of who's who in the zoo at, at the end of today's 95-lap race. Aaron, do you have a favourite memory from the, the the Newcastle circuit? I think lots of people remember back to 2017 where uh, McLaughlin crashed into Craig Lowndes was on the final lap, which ensured uh, Win Cup got victory, and that is an, uh, such an iconic moment. But are there any other moments that stand out from the streets of Newcastle for you? Oh, that's the, that's the go-to one, is it? I mean, it's a memorable moment where the championship was decided at the very end, the very last lap of the very last race with, you know, Scott, you know, in the right position to cross the line and get the points he needed, Wink up winning the race, Scott being penalised post-race, the Lowndes incident. It was a classic supercar story of, of everything happening here. But we've had a few good races. I mean, it's been three years since we raced. 2019, the first event here was in 2017. So we've seen... Really, DJR, you know, Dick Johnson's team, when it was with Penske and Triple Eight, dominate the wins here. But Erebus did have a win here with David Reynolds a few years ago. And I've got a feeling we might... I reckon we're on for a bit of unique history. We might get a unique winner or someone unusual standing on the podium who doesn't normally run up there because it's a bit of a mixture for, for this weekend with who's where with these new cars. I don't think even the teams themselves know where they really are in comparison to their to their fellow teams in pit lane. But um, oh, look, there's been some really great memories here over the years, but I think that one is really hard to top. That 2017 title decider was off the charts. That's going to be hard to everybody. Yes, sir, Aaron, I mean, you, you mentioned that the teams, you think that they've got a sort of idea where they, they sort of stand before the race. You're, you're not so sure. You think that, you know, we could have an, an unlikely winner. But as, a, as someone new to supercars, a supercar fan, newly found fan, do I support the brand of the car? Do I support the driver? Well, what, what do supporters normally do? It's an interesting one. It's probably changed over the journey. That very traditional tribal Holden and Ford rivalry with yeah, what the, yeah. The, you know, the sport's been built upon that over so many years, not just on this side of the ditch, but, but over on your side when we've come and raced at, at Pukekohe and, and Hamilton. I mean, that's been a huge passion and 
part of it. So I think there's still that brand following, but certainly I think it's more a case now of fans following their favourite drivers or teams and, and sticking with them. So regardless of what car they're, they're racing. And I mean, Chaz Mostert this year and Nick Perkat from the Walkinshaw team, for so many years that team has been so heavily holden and now they're Ford. They've made the big swap in the off-season. And it's interesting to see some of their fans wandering around this weekend. They're kind of torn. It's like, oh, it's our team, but hang on a minute. They're now fighting for the other brand. So it's a little bit of an interesting one. But I think you'll find that there's more driver and team support these days. But the, the manufacturer backing uh, and support is still there, but it's not quite as prominent as perhaps it once was. So after after yesterday, there were a few uh, trial runs. Are they called trial runs? Um uh, practice sessions, qualifiers. Uh, was there anyone that really stood out for you? Well, the thing is, the Kiwis were faster going. We can't slow them down. They've been racking up the championships here with Van Gisberg in the last few years, Scott McLaughlin prior to that. But it was more Kiwis who were running quick. Van Gisbergen was fast. There were uh, three 45-minute practice sessions yesterday. Andre Heimgartner, the, the Kiwi who drives for Brad Jones's team in the Camaros, he was the fastest in the first session. Uh, Van Gisbergen was second fastest at the end of the day behind uh, Brody Kostecki, who drives for the Erebus team uh, in uh, Coca-Cola Camaro. Uh, so Brody Kostecki's probably a guy I'm, I'm really keeping an eye on. I think you should keep an eye on him this year. If you, you don't follow the sport and you're looking for some new names to keep an eye on, uh, Brody's now going into his third season in the championship. He's probably the next most likely driver to be the first-time winner of any of the drivers who haven't won a race in the championship. Um, and he's not afraid to put his elbows out. He races really hard, and he learnt a lot of that racing in the United States as a younger guy. And he's been in supercars for a few years now. He doesn't back down to anybody, and that Erebus team are very happy with the way that their, their build of their cars has come together, their early testing, and they've rolled out very well, and he was the fastest overall yesterday. So he's probably a guy to keep an eye on because a, a street track like this where it's hard to pass in some areas, you need to really muscle, you need to make a a big, bold move, and you need to be forceful, he's definitely got those attributes as a driver. So he's a guy to keep an eye on. Car 99, and he's, uh, he's flying the flag for Australia because there's so many Kiwis in this field here still, and they're all so fast. The Aussies, uh, it's been a while. In fact, Jamie Winkup winning that championship here back in 2017 is the last time an Australian driver won the Supercars Championship. So you've had the run of it lately. Uh, the Aussies need to respond this year, that's for sure. Well, that's interesting because I look at the, um, the odds... Brody Kostecki, he's at $12, and we've got something on the show called Put Your House on It, um, and I'm going to take my expert's advice. You reckon him for the podium? Let's, uh, let's go with that. Let's put the caveat that I have uh, no control over any housing matters, and it's not my house. <laughs> uh, but asterisk next to it, just to be sure, because uh, supercars and motorsports, probably one of the most unpredictable sports, as we saw when we mentioned in in 2017, but he's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, Van Gisbergen's young teammate, Brock Feeney, he won the last race of last year's championship. He's a guy to keep an eye on as well. There's a few young rookies who are coming into the championship for the first time this year. Uh, Declan Fraser is a young Australian driver who won the Super 2 Series last year, the, the feeder series. He drove at Bathurst with Craig Lowndes, and they finished in the top 10 as a wild card last year. So he's been really ill in the lead-up to... Uh, he ended up hospitalised and couldn't compete at the Sydney Test Session a few weeks ago. So he's a little bit behind in terms of the amount of seat time he's had behind the wheel. But I think it's a lot of the familiar favourites of supercars. For the Ford fans, Cam Waters at Tickford, Will Davison and Anton Di Pasquale driving for Dick Johnson. Dick's here this weekend. Of course, he's a legend on both sides of the Tasman. And he's 
they're a stressed family, the Johnsons, because his grandson, Jet, is making his supercar debut this weekend in the Super 3 feeder series in a, a Nissan Altima. So uh, they've had to repair that car. He, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time in an accident yesterday, uh, but they're good to go, and they're going to roll out on the track very soon here, and you'll probably hear some supercars in the background, and that's those cars. But uh, still plenty of, uh, plenty of familiar faces and names to follow in supercars across the way, and plenty of Kiwis for you guys to get behind too this year as well. Right, absolutely. Nothing like trans-Tasman uh, rivalry. And uh, it, it does sound like the, this has probably been, is it fair to say, one of the biggest shake-ups in supercar um, uh, in the last sort of decade with the changes that they've made? Oh, without doubt. It, it, I mean, the only thing that carries over from the previous cars that they finished last year's championship with is the gearbox. Otherwise, new chassis, new engines, new wheels, new, new everything right throughout it. So, it's everything that the teams knew about their cars beforehand is erased. It's irrelevant. Uh, it's the first reset we've had in 10 years. And the last time we changed the car significantly, it brought a lot more teams back in. Of course, the big teams always end up, the good teams end up figuring out these cars. The cream rises to the top, but it takes a little while for that when you reset things. So that's why I think we'll see teams like the Erebus team, Brad Jones Racing, uh, some of these teams that might not have won many races over the last few years or for a while, actually come into contention now. They might not be able to keep that going for a full season, but I think you might see some uh, winners this year that you don't normally see them win too many races. And I reckon Andre Heimgartner from New Zealand, he's, a, he's well in that group. He's going into his second year with Brad Jones's team. Um, he's really experienced now. He's been a winner before a couple of years ago, and um, he's leading that team forward and showed some great signs last year. So uh, he's been fast in testing and fast here so far this weekend. So... Uh, I think he's one to keep an eye on for uh, for all you Kiwi fans out there too. Aaron, what are the after parties like? <laughs> I'm getting a bit on in years. It's uh, it's not really my scene anymore, but uh, there have been plenty of sensational supercars after parties over the journey. And Newcastle has turned on a few, particularly given it was the last round of the championship there for a few years. But being the first round of a new era and a new season, I think everyone's pretty tired and has put in a lot of hours to get these new cars and get organised for a new season. So I don't think there'll be too many parties going on Sunday night. I reckon there'll be a few people having a, a quiet lie down, maybe one or two, and they're done. <laughs> Unless they've had a win, and every time there's a winner, there's always a party to be had. But uh, Newcastle does know how to have a party. I can confirm that from a few years back. <laughs> well, mate, I love how you've watered that down, and um, I, I want to become SEN's... Uh you know, supercar and motorsport specialist. I'm trying to get a trip over there. I'm trying my hardest. Uh, Formula One and supercar combo at some stage. Never know what will happen, but you're the experts. Great to have you on the show um, and hear your insights into it. Um, you definitely made me a lot more aware and passionate about the sport, and um, it sounds like anything can happen. And I'm going to watch out for Brody Kostecki, um, but, of course, Shane Gisbergen, uh, Van Gisbergen. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, thanks so much. Appreciate your time um, and enjoy the race. My pleasure. Look forward to bringing it to you all on SENZ on uh, SEN Supercars on Sunday. It's going to be a good one. Thanks, Aaron. Well, there you go. That was Aaron Noonan um, talking about supercars this weekend. Um, I must admit, didn't know a lot about it, um, but um, you know, he is the expert and has given us some great insight.